Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Listen, understanding is looking for you. On Wednesday, we learned that, you know, God would go to every extent to find you and get you to come into understanding. Knowing that understanding is very necessary for the establishing of anything he wants to give you. Understanding removes the limits of us. Understanding gets us to be able to make use of what we have. Understanding is your defense. So in Proverbs 4, uh, 1, I read from the New King James. This is Solomon's record of what happened to him when he was young. And he says, hear my children the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. You know, it's interesting how he says, give attention to no understanding. Verse 2, he says, for I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. So he's, he's talking about various packages of uh, insight, but some are packaged differently. All right. So some of them are good doctrine. Some of them are uh, packaged in the form of a law. Three says, when I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, meaning this that I'm about to tell you did not happen when I was grown. He said, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. So you can imagine young Solomon being told, retain my words. Now, if you've been a parent like I am still a parent, you cannot tell them one time. You don't teach somebody by one statement. So I want your sanctified imagination to go along with Solomon, seeing his dad repeat to him that you have to retain my words in your heart. Now, we, le- we learn from David that one of the ways in, re- in which you retain the word in your heart is using your tongue. He says, my tongue is like the pen of the ready writer. So you use your tongue to, to get words into your heart. How do you do that? You write by speaking those words repeatedly, all right, over and over again, and it gets inscribed in your system, all right? So he, he also taught me and said, let your heart retain my words. He says, keep my commands and live. So these are not things you just say one time. These are things you repeat. These are things you demonstrate. These are things you deliberately have to be enforcing it into their lives by way of teaching. Can someone say, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. So when you say, teach me, Lord, you are, you know, te- you know that song we, we sing, the chorus, teach me, Lord, teach me how to wait. Yes. All right? That means it's not going to happen one time. All right? So he says in verse 5, he says, get, and my version, the New King James puts an exclamation. So when I am exclamating or I'm giving an exclamation 
to my son, my voice goes up. Can you make your voice go up? But when you're reading this, get understanding. Now, the way I teach my sons, you know, when, when I'm trying to get them to, to, to learn a proverb or learn the, the vision of the house, I want them to express it. Put your heart in it, all right? Give it some emotion. Give it some action. So I want you to do it with me. Those of you that are watching and those that are here, imagine David telling Solomon and young boy to get wisdom how are you going to tell them you know you got to it should be in your eyes it should be in your hands it should be in your heart your voice inflection should all be be echoing that so that the child knows that you mean it all right the child knows that this is important to daddy if you say well you know get get wisdom uh -uh, that's not gonna fly all right so can you everyone here join me get get wisdom Get wisdom. Put the inflections on the get. Put the inflections on the wisdom. Let wisdom, for those of you who, who have a strong accents, wherever you are, whether you're a British guy, African guy, an American guy, put some accent on it. Let the child know that this is important. So get some wisdom. Now get understanding. He says, get wisdom, get understanding. Then he says, don't forget it. So I can imagine him pointing his finger like I would point my finger at Jesse and tell him, don't forget this. Don't forget it. And he says, no, turn away from it. Meaning you don't forget it and make sure you are facing it square on any day, 24-7, you've got to be able to wake up and get face-to-face -face with what I'm telling you. And he says, don't turn away from the words of my mouth. Meaning my words are going to hound you. One of the things I tell Jesse when I'm leaving the house, I am everywhere. And when I'm telling him I'm everywhere, I don't look elsewhere. I look him in the eye. I, I, I kind of squint close to him and I tell him I am everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you want to teach something, you got to, you know, the way you teach the thing would make the thing be palatable to those who are being taught. Now, how many of us remember the good teachers? Yes. How many of us remember the bad teachers? Right now, you would not usually learn from anyone you don't like, and sometimes the reason why you like them is that they like the subject and they are animated, they are interested in it. You know, they, they, they try to make you become like them to enjoy that which they are teaching you. Now, I need you to also put yourself in David's shoes. I can imagine David at one point telling Solomon. You know, Solo, listen, you know, I was the eighth of uh, my father's children. And when it was time for uh, the prophet to visit our house, you know, I was not even called. And I, you're looking at a king today, but I didn't look like one. My own elder brother, your uncle, did not think I was worth anything. He, he thought I was a nosy guy. But the reason why I am here is because of wisdom. The reason why I am here is because of understanding. 
So Solomon, I need you to make sure that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are things you embrace and you bring them close to you. Now, on the heels of this, Solomon understands things that his dad has taught him. Now, I'm sure one of the things his dad taught him was that, you know, when it's time for sacrifice, you make sure you give sacrifice that cost you. Yeah. Remember when he said to the, the, the man who was willing to give him his, his land, he was willing to give him even the, the wood for the sacrifice. He was willing to give him the, the animals for the sacrifice. And David said, mm -mm. I'm dealing with a national crisis. Yes, everyone should be able to participate. Yes, but when it comes to a personal offering, I cannot afford to give God anything that does not cost me. All right, so you, you, you must get the drift. And see, Solomon is coming into his kingship with someone speaking in his ears in the background. All right. Now, for your information, Solomon was 20 years old when he assumed the kingship. So stop thinking that he was a grown man, right? He was just a 20-year-old young man who had a whole nation to run. And he was running this because he was coming off the heels of a man who had loved God, who had given everything to God, who had become the one that was called... Uh, uh, you know, the man who served his generation, yeah. served God in his generation. He was called the sweet psalmist of Israel. You know, this man loved God. Now I want you to go with me to 1 Kings chapter number 3. And whilst we are going there, listen, I want us as part of our talking today, you know, to get our offerings ready. But let's get some understanding, okay? So now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was a great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. I mentioned that the last time, but I just want to highlight it for today as we participate in offering. So he gave to God thousand burnt <laughs> offerings, all right? At Gibeon, and the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, "Ask what I shall give you." Now it looks like there was there was generosity being displayed. Solomon was so generous in his offering that God showed up at night and said, "I give you an open check." It looked like generosity was answering to generosity. Today, as we give. I want you to understand that God is impressed by generosity. A lot of us remember this uh, widow who we say gave the might, but the description of the might was that she gave all she had. She was generous in her poverty. Paul in Corinthians talked about this group of people who also gave generously. As a matter of fact, they wanted to give 
at the expense of their poverty. Now, so giving has nothing to do with how much you have. It has to do with the condition of your heart. And I pray that we will get an understanding today that as we give, we want to be the people that give generously. If you're giving of your tithe, can you give God your tithe? If you're bringing in an offering, can you give God your offering? And can we be generous in heart. God loves a cheerful giver. And may God be so provoked by your giving, just as he was provoked by Solomon's thousand burnt offerings. You know, my mind goes to how many hours it took to get this done. How many uh, animals uh, were, were brought to do this thousand. He didn't, he didn't stop at 500. Come on, 500 is a long time. You know, he didn't stop at 800. 800 is a long time. He went up to 1,000. You're saying, listen, let me establish for once that I'm generous. You know, his father was so generous, you know, that he gave so much. And I love his father's take on it. He says, the reason why I'm giving so much is that my son is young. He, he, he's not, he's not uh, up to speed with giving that much. But later, Solomon also grows into understanding. So can we give today? You know, and how do I give? You can go to myhouseofworship.org forward slash giving. Once you are on the website, you could look to the top to the right. And once you hit that tab, it gives you various options. Uh, you can give via PayPal, Givelify. And may God bless you as you give, as we participate in the offering. Now, listen, it took Solomon a minute to do the thousand sacrifice. Can I just give us a minute? You know, when it's offering time, we ought not to be rushing. You can't rush a thousand offerings, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those that are here, if, if you're not giving online, you're giving personally, can you grab your envelope? Let's fill it out. And let's do the honors of, of being a blessing to the work of God. We thank God for every one of you. Your giving makes all the difference. And, and remember, it's part of we participating in worship and coming into an understanding that as we give, it's an altar of meeting. It's a place where God gets interested in what we give. All right. So this is not... God looking away when it's time to give, but God begins to peer into that which we're doing. This is a holy moment. This is a moment of sacrifice. This is a moment where God blesses. This is a moment where things are established, memorials are established on your behalf and on my behalf. And Father, thank you for this opportunity to participate in the work of the kingdom. The website, one more time, if you're online, I'm, I'm sure it's on the feed, but it's myhouseofworship.org. God bless you. Thank God for you. And for those that God is touching to also support the building, uh, we're looking forward to what God would do in this year. I'm so excited that we can get to move. So give generously and let's get the work of God on the road. God bless you. And as we continue in talking, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 13, 19, he says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, 
when anyone hears the word of the kingdom. I say it one more time anyone hears the word of the kingdom. The bishop, the apostle, the millionaire, the school teacher, the student, the five-year-old, anyone, 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 the taxi driver, anyone, the musician, the, the soloist, uh, the, 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 those on the technical equipment, anyone. Anyone, anyone, if anyone, can someone say I'm included? That anyone includes me. Anyone. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, whether they are saved or not saved, they can hear the word of the kingdom. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, you know, once you don't understand it, you become fair game. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away that which was sown in your heart. Anytime the word of the kingdom is released, it's targeted towards your heart. It's sown, it's not just dropped, it's sown. The intent of God's word is that God records in, in the scriptures that my word would not return to me void. Why? Because it's being sown and it's supposed to accomplish what it was sent to do. The word of God is sent. The word of God is very directional. The word of God is very targeted. The word of God is sent to you specifically. But it behooves me and you to have this understanding as part of what we use in taking hold of the word. Can you tap yourself and say, get understanding, get understanding. See, when God talks to you, you want to get understanding. So any moment I am devoid of understanding, what he sends my way gets wasted. All right? Now drop to verse 23. Verse 23, but he who receives the seed on good ground is the one who hears the word of word and understands it, who bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some a sixty, and some a thirty. And, and we've been talking about how understanding is very productive. All right. The productivity level of understanding is that you come into a thirtyfold, you come into a sixtyfold, and you can come into a hundredfold. The word of a kingdom. The, the word, the, that word is an incorruptible word. That word will not die. That word has a potential to bear fruit. That word has a potential of changing my life. But I have to come into this understanding of it to be able to utilize it. All right? So the utilization of that which is given me is critical. Now, uh, what I want to also underscore today is that beyond the answer to your prayer, how many want answers to their prayers? Yeah. How many want victories? Yeah. How many want increase? Yeah. Now, beyond all that, you must have understanding. You see, when I agree and I don't have understanding, I may not be able to enforce the victory for long. I would not be able to, to teach someone to come into the victory. You know, some of us have been blessed, but we don't know how we got there, so nobody else gets there. All right? Sometimes when I don't insist on understanding what God did, how he did it, I would not be able to 
get around the next time and utilize it. When David says the God that delivered me from the lion and the God that delivered me from the bear, there was something he understood. That's why he said to him, you know, his son Solomon, I need you to understand. You didn't become a king because you were my child. As a matter of fact, you are not the firstborn child. As a matter of fact, you know, you became a king because it was God's choice. It was not the biology that made you the king. It was not your height that made you the king. It was something God determined to do. Listen, your mama and I blew it big time. As a matter of fact, your first sibling died. Every one of us in town, including me and your mama, knew what we had come into. Everyone looked at you sideways. But God was making a statement that he who I have chosen, I have chosen. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but can you get understanding that God's choice has nothing to do with man's choice? You know, God's decision has nothing to do with men's decision. And if God has chosen you, I need you to ask him, can you give me understanding? So I say this. A conclusion without understanding is not conclusion. It's going to be too short-lived. You know, God is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. So when he begins and he has not finished, but I don't understand that he's the omega, I may be stressed out because things are not going good. I tell you what, I don't know whether you've lived long enough to experience that sometimes your victory is contended for as if it was not victory. Haven't you noticed that some people sometimes don't even want to share their testimony because they are scared in case they share it, something may go wrong. And it's because they've had a bad experience of things tumbling helter-skelter when they go and say, well, I spoke too early. Uh-uh. When God does a thing, uh, he is able to defend it. Will it be contested? Yes. Certain victories are on contested ground. As a matter of fact, some of our, uh, the things that God has promised us, things that may even our birthright are being contested on a continual basis. The devil is not going to roll over because you think that you, you are blessed of God. He's not going to quit and you don't quit either. So whatever God me, from this day forward, I want to ask God, can you help me in coming into understanding how did I get here? What does this mean? All right? Why are we going in this direction? I want understanding. All right. So let's, let's uh, since we're talking, let's, let's, let's use this as an example. How many know that uh, we have uh, all kinds of names we call God? So, you know, we learn from uh, the 
history of the children of Israel that usually when they came to a junction with, with God at, at a significant moment, they would, they would give God a name. All right. And they gave him the name based on what they understood. All right. So every name of God has a meaning. All right. So how many of us like to sing uh, songs like he's the way maker? Yeah. Now, see, you can sing it because the tune is good or you can sing it from the place of understanding that he's a way maker. Or, you know, you, you want a way to be created for you. Now, if you want him to create the way, then you must know that he's a way maker. So when I'm not feeling adequate, and I know him as one who is described as the I am who is adequate, then I can settle down and begin to say, can you open me up into this this?" comfort I'm feeling of this inadequacy in my field because you are the one that makes me adequate. I read about David that he was not qualified in his own house but you qualified him. Solomon was not qualified but you qualified him. May my inadequacies be settled by your adequacy. Now, how many of us have, have talked about, you know, the all-sufficient God? Because my money is not enough. I mean, I mean, hard times, the situations are not adding up. But I know that he's all-sufficient, right? He calls a man like Abraham and introduces to Abraham himself. And he tells Abraham, I am the El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. The sufficiency of me can make you become the great individual that I prophesy over you. Can someone say, God, give me some understanding in that? You see, you, you, now, now I'm getting it that, you see, I can say whatever I want to say. I can learn all those uh, uh, Jehovah uh, Nisi, Jehovah Chikenu. I can, I can learn all that and be sound so, uh, what do you call it, uh, spiritual, but I, I don't have the weight of it. Now, when you say he's your answer, what are you talking about? You know, when I'm uncertain and I need an answer and, and I, I, can, I can crouch on my knees and say, God, you know what? I need an answer. Anyone here that needs an answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, and I, I, you know, there are some answers that will not come no matter how uh, 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 educated, wealthy. You know, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're old. You still need an answer concerning an issue. And he, if he's the answer, can he supply that answer to me? You know, we read uh, that Jesus is, is closer than a brother. You know, how many have had siblings not return your call? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's amazing when, you know, those that you thought you could really, really count on, you know, are not available. And, and it's not like they, don't, they hate. Sometimes God will ask to know that, you know what? You can't depend on man like you can depend on him. You know, I need I need some some cleansing. You know, I, I need I need uh, to to feel like I I belong. You know, we can we we he can take shame away from us. You know, one thing shame does is that it excludes you. It, it makes you you know you can carry shame on the inside so much that you think everyone sees it. 
All right? People can make you feel ashamed and, and you walk for years disconnecting your own self. Can someone call on the God? Jesus hung on the cross. And the Bible says that he despised the shame. He despised the shame. Can you talk to God who is able to, to, to come to a place where in the midst of delivering us as a people, he's contending with shame. I don't know who you are contending with shame, but we serve a God that is able to help us, able to deal with the issues of shame. I don't know what you are ashamed about. Some of us are ashamed about our nose. We're ashamed of our height. We're ashamed about the money we don't have, the tribe we come from, the nation we come from. But God is able to make good come out of that. Look at the shameful cross. Something that was an, an end to an individual. You know, crucified, helpless, and, and, and their life terminated. Now it's it become even an ornament of, of, of swagger. Where people wear crosses on their neck. That is God for us. Anyone needs comfort? You know, sometimes it doesn't matter how many people tell you uh, we are on your side, be comforted. It doesn't go anywhere. But he, he's a God of all comfort. Now, why am I going down this trail? I've come to realize that there are things I know that I have to take time to understand. Yes, God is love. Can you... Pass on that love to someone. What you don't understand, you cannot break it down. You know, have you had someone teach you in school? They don't understand. <laughs> they can get to the answer, but they cannot teach you. They have a way of getting there, but their understanding is limited and they cannot bring you into it. Once you understand something, you are able to open it up. How many talk about How many talk about hope? How many talk about salvation? Sometimes the reason why we can't share what is going on in our life so that others can come into the kingdom is because you are thinking that you need to know a bunch of scriptures that line up that can bring somebody into the kingdom. But the Bible teaches us clearly. Jesus said that, go and be my witnesses. All right? Now, a witness is someone who has seen something. Someone who knows something. Someone who has experienced something. A witness is not someone who is coming second, third hand. We're looking for a witness. All right? And when we are witnesses of God's salvation, someone needs to see me, my talk, my way of even communicating the love of God in my heart should help us. Now, I'm not saying you don't know one or two scriptures to help you along the way, but the major thing is what are you encountering? How do you understand what you're in yourself? I've read about Jesus being the quieter of storms. Do I understand that? You know, the example I like to give is Peter was in the boat that day. He was one of those guys who said to Jesus, don't you care we perish? He later got a prophecy about how his life was going to go, that he was not going to die when he was young. You know, in his, in, 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 very shortly after that, he gets incarcerated. He's scheduled for a death penalty. 
But the Bible describes him in Acts 16, you know, no, it's not Acts 16, sorry. Uh, Peter is asleep. Acts 16 is when Paul and Silas were in jail. All right. You know, it, even with them, I mean, how can you be in jail, you know, and be, start church? Be singing praises? Yeah, be singing praises and be praying. Your hands are in stocks, your feet are in stocks. And both the both of them, Paul and Silas, you know, they knew something. They understood something. That, you know, praises, God inhabits the praise of his people, Psalm 22. And, and they literally invited God. You see, unlike Peter who was asleep and the church was praying, Paul and Silas didn't have the church praying. They had to be the prayer team. They had to be the intercessors. They had to open the heavens. They had to... Uh, so we, we, we have to sometimes understand, come into a, a level of understanding, or else when David faces Goliath taunting, he would not be able to connect the dots. If he's my wisdom, and I come into the places of hard choices. God, can you give me wisdom? <laughs> How many need some relationships healed? Amen. And we know that he's a reconciler. Right? So Jesus came into the world to reconcile us back to God. And then calls us to be reconcilers, right? So you, we have an assignment of reconciling. So if you are in a meeting where there needs to be reconciliation... Can you say to God, stop thinking that it just has to do with people getting to Christ. It has to do with a system of bringing people into alignment. So can we be known, you know, blessed are the peacemakers for those are the sons of God. You know, our ability to, to bring cohesiveness, our ability to, to, to get things running the way it ought to be. It's because we understand who we are. When we don't understand who we are, we begin to behave who we are not. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? Because <laughs> every now and then I get in the back in the corner, and the reason why I'm feeling down is that I don't have the frame of what is going on. See, there's something about the empowerment understanding brings. You know, before service started, uh, Pastor Alethea took us to Micah. Let's go there. Micah 7.7. 7. All right. So Micah is, is talking. He starts from verse 1 talking about the woe. All right. He starts talking about the woe. So he's not describing a pretty thing necessarily. But he gets to verse 7 and he reminds me of Job. He says, but as for me. I will look to the Lord and confident in him. I will keep watch. I will wait with hope and expectancy for the Lord God. He says, he's the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. See, this is somebody who understands the God he's walking with. You see, how will Job on us. You know, after tragedy after tragedy, within a short time, stand and say, I know my Redeemer lives. 
He said, I will wait for my change to come. You got to know beyond what you've been told. That's why David is telling young Solomon, Solomon in all you're getting, get understanding. When you are blessed, get understanding. When you get the promotion, get understanding. When you come into the place of, of your arrival, get understanding. Why are you in such a time? Why weren't you born in 2000, sorry, uh, 1920s? Why were you born in this era to be in this season? And why are you alive? But as for me, I will look to the Lord. Everyone may look anywhere else, but as for me, I will look to the Lord. <laughs> as for me, I will look to the Lord. So can we begin to make up our minds? We want to get along with God to know him more. All right, so that's outside fellowship. No, that's why we have the QTs, quiet time. All right? So you, you get to know him. Now, if you don't understand why you should do that, I promise you, you will stop doing it. If you don't understand why you need to meet with him on a consistent basis and get to know him, you will never be able to utter statements like Job and Micah and the reason why I'm encouraging you, spend time with him. Read your Bible, even if it's five minutes every day. What you are trying to do is trying to get to know him. You know, when you need help, you call on those that you've built a relationship with. So David would say in Psalm 57 verse 7, my heart is fixed. Why? His eyes, his heart is fixed. It's fixed on God, but he says, my heart is fixed. Now, why he's saying this is that everything else can shake, but my heart is fixed. Making God priority is for times when you need him more. Making him priority is for times when you think you don't need him. Making him priority is establishing him as your defense all the time. Listen, when you make God your priority, he begins to do stuff for you that would blow your mind. It may seem like no one notices you when you are having your QT. It may seem no one notices you when you bow your knees to pray. It may seem no one notices you, but those times are more important. I remember years ago, I was saying to God, God, wow, the morning is coming and I don't know what I'm going to share with your people. Long story short, I, I'll tell you about it next, another time. He said to me, the time you spend with me is more important than what you're going to tell the people. That day I was blown away for two reasons. Number one, I didn't think he valued my company. I didn't think he valued my company. You know, I knew I needed stuff from him and I knew that hanging out with him was necessary to get stuff out of him, but I didn't think he needed my company. 
So if you're watching and listening, I need you to understand that the fellowship is two-way. God came down in the cool of the evening to fellowship with man. God has a need of you. You have a need of him, so show him. I don't know any relationship that is going to go stronger and stronger when it's lopsided. Can someone say, make my fellowship with God a priority? Yeah. yeah. So beyond what anyone else sees, all right, beyond, you see, that's where sometimes the demonstrating of God's grace is seen in public. Jesus says, pray in private, and I would demonstrate publicly. Now, why do you want to read your Bible? You know. Renewing your mind. Yeah, 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 whatever. I don't even understand what I'm reading. Now, when you read the word, you may not understand everything. Just like babies don't understand everything their parents are saying, just give the baby time. Now, all of us didn't understand the, 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 the grammar our parents spoke to us when we were little, but after a minute, after a few years, we were talking like them. Some of us even were way ahead of our parents. We heard what they were saying. David said that when I listen to what my teachers teach me, I become better than them. All right? So when you begin to read the word, when you spend time in the word of God, listen, I'm not talking about listening to preachers. How about God being your preacher? How about the Holy Spirit being your preacher? Listen, hey, I'd love you to listen to me. That's good, but that's one part of it. It's not everything. But what you're doing is that you are deepening your fellowship. So you are deepening your fellowship. You are, you are, you are becoming accustomed to what he says and what he doesn't say. Listen, this is very important. One of my greatest needs and your greatest needs is hearing him. One of my greatest needs is hearing him. When I hear him, I'm settled. He said, my sheep hear my voice. If I don't hear him, I'll hear everyone else. Now, as you, as you grow and as you need more help, you hear a lot of voices. Look at the many voices that are around us now. The internet, you know, the, the whatever. You know, uh, it's, it's fascinating when uh, sometimes I see the news feed on my phone in the morning and the news uh, station, the news, um, the guys who run the news media lo love to tell you how to start your morning. How many have seen it? Yeah, they, so, so, so they give you about four or five things and this, this is how you start your morning. No, this is not how I start my morning. This is how you start your day. No, this is not how I start my day. I want to hear from him. I want to have fellowship with him. I want to hear his voice. Let him set the record straight. And the reason why I want to hear him, it's not, it's not about being able to uh, just uh, talk about everything else, but to be able to, to hear what he has to say, what he has concerning me. Now, how many sometimes struggle with, uh, with covering? 
Now, if you don't understand covering, you would, yeah. So if God covers me, all right, and I understand, you know, you can easily think about an umbrella. You can have an umbrella and don't open it up. So you can have God and don't go underneath him. Now, James puts it this way, submit to God, then you can resist the devil. Now, if you understand it, there is no way you would step out of trying to bind the devil when you have not submitted to God. But we don't understand it. So sometimes we, we, we just jump into praying. We just jump into things. And it's because we don't think that submission is a cool thing. Anytime you step out underneath submission, your level of authority is taking away. Now, let me put it in context. You remember a couple of uh, uh, days we've been talking about the centurion who comes to Jesus and, and says to him, my, my child is sick, all right, so can you come heal him? He actually, in Matthew's account, he sends people to go get Jesus. And the testimony of the man is that he gives, all right, and he's, uh, he, he loves us and he's built a synagogue for us. Giving touches the heart of God. Worship touches the heart of God. So, so Jesus says, I'm coming. And the man sends word that Jesus don't come. You know why? I'm not qualified to have you under my roof. And this is the reason why. He says, I am a man under authority. He didn't start by saying I have authority. He says, I am a man under authority. All right? And I say to one, go, and he goes. To say, say to one, come, and it comes. And he says to one, do, and he does. Three things. Come, go, do. I say it one more time. Come, go, do. And it's all happening. Just because I am a man under authority. Now, why? Because once I get under authority, I have authority. And he's looking at Jesus and he says, Jesus, you have authority over disease. You have authority. The way you are operating, you are, oh my goodness, you, you don't need to come. Just give the word. Now, Jesus looks at his people and he says, Guys, man, I haven't seen such faith in Israel. This man has an understanding of the operating of healing. What did he tap into? Authority and its ability to instruct and let it be done. Now hear this. I was, uh, you know, contemplating over healings because I needed some healings around me. Some of the people need a healing. So I'm asking God, knocking at the door, looking for understanding how we get around it. And he talks to me, begins to talk to me about having an understanding of how to leverage your authority for healing. And I pray that we'll begin to ask God. Some of the things we know already, can we begin to say, God, can you give me understanding? Because without understanding, you will not move it beyond where you are. It's like when you are even in industry and you know how to come up with a product, but scaling up is a different way of doing business. And if you don't understand how to scale up, you would have the excellent product that the world needs, but you don't know how to scale up. You may be excellent, with dealing with the situation that you are in, you've gotten the solutions, but can we ask the Lord for, for understanding so that we can move up to the next space that God has called us? 
How many have heard about confession? You know, it looks like when you confess, you are bad. No. You know, the crux of confession is agreeing with God. And if I can agree with God that I have blown it, if I can agree with God concerning the things that he wants me to have, then I can come into them. But once I don't understand it, listen, in this season where we, 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 we are marching up to, to celebrate what the Lord did for us, can we come into greater understanding? Can we come into greater understanding? And if I can submit to God, if I can submit to his will for my life, but understand that the moment I do that, what I am asking God to do is make me like a letter that is put in the envelope that gets mailed. What gets mailed? The envelope. The envelope has the address written on it. It has the stamp, the right postage, and it can travel through borders. It will fly planes. It will sail the waters. People would pick it up and then drop it at the right destination. I pray today that someone would say to God, I am coming. I am coming. I'm coming in you. I, I, I'm submitting to this whole thing of coming into greater understanding in what you have given me. You know, I'm not asking us to ask for more. I'm asking us to ask concerning what we have already. David taught Solomon, in all you're getting, get understanding. You don't need an extra thing right now, but if what I have, I can get understanding, I can bring it into greater productivity. You can come into rulership, you can move from where you are to where you need to be. Change will come, healing will come, deliverance will come. God is committed. God is committed. God is, is committed. Committed is committed. But I need to say to God, God, I am willing, I'm interested, and I'm going to pursue this thing. Listen, lastly, Solomon says, I want you to pursue understanding like you pursue silver. Now, what does that look like? Think about how we go to work. You know, silver is not in your house. You go out to look for it. Think about your, you know, we, we go out. It's like uh, every morning I, I go to work. All right, we, we get up, we do what we need to do so that we will get it. I want you to chase after understanding. Ask the questions, ask the Lord, stay in God's face. Ask people, God, why are those that are going to bring me understanding? I'm looking for those who are going to bring me understanding. You know, I love it when I get a call from Ishmael and it gives me understanding in a, a particular area. You know, let's look out for those that God is sending. All right, now when we are not on the lookout, someone will be delivering understanding and you'll be staring them in the face and thinking that it has nothing to do with nothing but that is going to be the key in this season that we are in understanding find us may may we listen to the word of god and begin to 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 come into a new space because understanding came and paul prayed to the for the church of ephesus that the eyes of the understanding will be enlightened of all the things you could have prayed for that the eyes of the understanding will be enlightened can we pray father thank you thank you for today i ask that you would bless us that none of us will miss our opportunity 
to receive understanding. None of us will miss our opportunity to be passers on of understanding. I ask that let the precious things that are under the sun be released unto us. Let the things that are in the galaxies that have been accorded unto us as, as custodians of the works of your hands. Let the yields of the months accrue to us and let that which have been allocated unto us as old as the ancient hills and mountains, let them be our portion. Let every precious thing that you have willed for us, may we come into it. We ask that none of us will miss out on our opportunities and our privileges. That we will know you. We will understand you. We will walk with you. We will come into greater experience of even that which is multiplied unto us. A hundred, a sixty, and a thirty-four. I pray today that no one under the sound of my voice would leave the same. That Lord that in their hearts it will be registered that I will get understanding. That they will wake up saying, I want understanding. They will sleep saying, I want understanding. They will dream receiving understanding. That they will never lack understanding. Lord, that your people will be a people of understanding. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We appreciate your partnership. This relationship means a lot to us. So God bless you. We look forward to connecting with you on Wednesday. And then we'll be also on Thursday for the Biashara Forum. And then when we have our fast, the 24-hour fast, join us. We love you. We hear much uh, more coming on Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Times. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.